You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Yeah, Jeff, I mean, we were just talking offline. Like, you know, Jace's coaches, whether it's football, basketball, or baseball, he's had the same coaches since he was in T-ball, since he started playing football, since he started playing basketball. And, uh, you know, I can't be happier that those are the coaches that he has. It's uh, it's really fantastic. Um, we got we got Championship Sunday, Jeff. Uh, you know, we're obviously going to break that down uh, throughout the portion of the show. Uh, you got Brock Purdy. You got Jared Goff. They're they're going. They're doing against each other. Brock Purdy, obviously the seventh round pick, is in the second year. Jared Goff was traded from the Rams, um, appeared in the Super Bowl, and now he's looking to get back to a Super Bowl with uh, the the Detroit Lions. Then you got the big dogs. You got Mahomes. You got Jackson. I think that we can all, I think we can all get on the same page. And I think that it's not just us; it's everybody that you need a decent quarterback to get to an AFC or NFC championship game. You need a decent quarterback, and that's what you're getting. These guys, you know, Purdy's story is still being written, and Jared Goff's story, you know, it could be really stamped, in my opinion, at the end of this football season. Uh, His story can really be stamped in a way, I think, that would be very, very significant if he does pull this out. Lamar Jackson's story, we know what he is. He's going to be MVP this year. Mahomes is probably the best quarterback to ever play the game. Um, Obviously, Brady's in that conversation as well. If the Steelers get the right offensive coordinator, and there's a lot of dominoes and things that have fallen uh, in the last 24 hours that could affect that situation that we will dive into, but if the Steelers get the right offensive coordinator, and that offensive coordinator enhances Kenny's game just maybe 25% to where it's at now, Okay, how far away are the Steelers to the teams that are playing on Sunday? How far away would they be? It's okay. Let's say fifty percent. Like let's say fifty percent gain for Kenny Pickett just based off of the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers in twenty twenty four. How far away are they still from Mahomes, Jackson, Purdy, and Goff? Obviously, he's not going to be Lamar Jackson or or Mahomes. But how far away team wise would they be? Well, it's funny you say that because I'm thinking, okay, how many other quarterbacks in the AFC are hurt? Because that that's that's their biggest challenge. It's not even as much that they this, need to improve. Right. It's what they are going up against. Seemingly every other team in the AFC is loaded at quarterback, and that's that's the. And then there are some guys that are kind of question marks, but could resume greatness, like Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, that could take their teams. I mean, Cleveland was already in the playoffs with you know Joe Flacco, so I think they can get a little better. It's hard to sit without some kind of major hit in the draft, Mm -hmm. without some free agent that really comes through, without, you know, some kind of crazy play from middle linebacker. Like, I mean, it's a, I think it's a leap. Mm -hmm. Even though they're a playoff team, it's a leap to get from being a seven seed to being one of the top two or three seeds. Now, obviously, Lamar Jackson, and he's one of the most dynamic players we've really ever seen at that position. Um, you know, 
Mahomes is Mahomes. The San Francisco 49ers are the 49ers. They, Kyle Shanahan, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Purdy kind of being the facilitator, but I think Purdy's pretty, pretty good. Um, I don't think he gets enough credit. I didn't even give him credit in the beginning of the year. I was like, teams are going to figure him out, and they're going to bring him back to reality of being a seventh-round pick. So I was wrong there. Me too. Uh, he proved a lot of us wrong and good on him for doing that. But the reason why that I'm probably a lot more optimistic for the Steelers than most people and being, you know, if Kenny Pickett does figure something out, if he does figure it out, he's consistent. Um, they push the ball down the field. He hits the right throws. Uh, he looks like he's a first-round quarterback. The reason why I'm so optimistic that the Steelers can close that gap is because of the, De the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions aren't blowing your socks off in really any facets of the game. They just play very well together. Now, they have great components. They got Jameer Gibbs. You know, they got Amon, Amon Raw St. Brown. Uh, who just came on the scene this year. Uh, you know, they have Laporta, who's a young tight end. Jared Goff, you know, he, he knows how to play the game. He knows how to play the position very well. Their defense plays very well together. And they have a head coach who, you know, doesn't – I think you might have brought this up – doesn't really have an expertise. Um, but he has the expertise that you need to be a head coach. Now, they're not really doing anything crazy, but they're winning football games, and they're in a situation right now where they're competing to, to get a spot in the Super Bowl. I think the Steelers can be that team. I think the Steelers can be very close to the Detroit Lions when it's all said and done, if they figure out the quarterback spot just a little bit. Oof. I do. I really, I, I really do. I know that might be a stretch, but I think if they get the right components and they get people to believe, they get the players to believe in what they are trying to do, game in and game out, day in and day out, kind of like the Lions and, and Dan Campbell. Right. I just feel like that they're a lot closer to that than anything else. I love that glass half full. I do. My fear is this. I mean, the Steelers seemingly won every close game. That balances out. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think they were as good as a 10-win team. Credit for them. They got in the playoffs. They found a way. Won games at the end. I'm not taking anything away from them. But how many tight games did they win? And when they lost to good teams, it typically wasn't close. Yeah, it was blown out. they were blown out. I mean, Ravens aside, and – you know, the last game with the Ravens, they, they weren't full go. I mean, again, you go into Baltimore, you win the game, credit to the Steelers. That's where I'm a little – where I think the gap is bigger because I think some of those wins – and I think the same way with Detroit. I think Detroit next year, whatever happens in this game, whether they get to the Super Bowl or not, yeah, they're better, but Green Bay is better. Chicago could take a step, you know, if uh, Waldron is the right offensive coordinator. You know, Minnesota – if if they have cousins back or whatever they, you know, they didn't have a quarterback. If they had a quarterback with those receivers, they're going to be a challenge for anybody. So as good as Detroit, I'm not going to say Detroit's going to be this way for five years. This might be a one year thing where they, and then they fall back because they have won a lot of tight games. And, and I do think that evens out. And that's where I worry about the Steelers. I, I, I just don't know that they're that close. I think a lot of those tight games fell their way this year. I, I think you bring up a fantastic point. I think you bring up a fantastic point. And, you know, it's, it's really about what you do whenever you're a team. You, you, you're playing an opponent, but you can't really worry about what the opponent is doing. Um, you got to worry about what you do because if you take care of what you're doing, you have the best chance to win, right? We all know that. I think what you're saying is that as, as better as the Steelers get next year, Jacksonville is going to be better. Cleveland's, Houston. Cleveland's going to be better. Houston's going to be better. The Jets are going to be better. Um, maybe the Patriots, they, you know, get a shot of life from 
Gerard Mayo. They might be better. They're going to get a draft pick. Denver. Um, Denver. Bu- uh, uh, Chargers. Uh, Buffalo. The Chargers. I think that that's kind of the really the root of the story here is that even if Kenny Pickett does get better next year, you look around and everybody's probably going to get better next year. The, the Bengals are getting, obviously, Burrow back. And it's, all those teams are set at quarterback. Right. That's I think that's the other thing. There's not a lot of teams in the AFC that are good now that are hunting for a quarterback. Like, they've got their – I mean, like you said, Stroud's only going to get better. And Rodgers return and, and Burrow's return. And I mean, the two best are in the championship game right now. Tua was pretty damn good. I mean – yeah, and and Herbert's only going to get better, right? Under Harbaugh. I mean, I I I think that they, that as soon as Harbaugh signed that paper, they are an instant contender, an instant playoff contender. They have instant. And and even though the Raiders don't have a quarterback, how hard did they play for their coach? Exactly. Yeah, they're in the mix too. I mean, they're they're probably the most equivalent to the Steelers, but with a new head coach to have a, has a shot of life that. Uh, you know, they want to play for and not saying that the Steelers players don't want to play for Tomlin. I'm sure that they obviously do. They've said that they did. But, you know, whenever you have that new life and kind of that new air, um, that does change things. What if what if Cousins goes to the Raiders? See, that that's that's kind of my next question is that obviously, you know, we, we, we know ball. We know we, we cover it. We talk about it. But, you know, there's you know, the people that are down there in the south side getting paid a lot of money to figure these things out. And they have to recognize what we're talking about right now. Hey, we can get as better as we want. And we can hope that our young quarterback can grow, um, you know, at a rapid pace that we could play competent football and be competitive. But we got to realize that everybody else is going to get better around us, and that's our competition to get to where we want to get to. And like you said, Jeff, just a minute ago, what those teams have that the Steelers don't have is a quarterback. So if you're the Steelers right now and you think that if a new offense coordinator could come in and make you that much better, don't you have to really think about a Cousins? I mean – if you really want to compete next year, don't you have to really think about a veteran quarterback bringing somebody in that is that is legitimate? Yeah, people, people are going to hate this. Here's what I think. The Steelers have to forget about they're playing to win, but they need to figure out if Kenny Pickett's an NFL quarterback. And if that means finishing 6-11, and 11, that means finishing 6-11. and 11. They need to figure themselves out, and that's where the waste was this year. Right. They're hunting the playoffs, hunting that, and they got in. But they weren't a playoff team. They weren't a contender. They would have been better off knowing more about Kenny, letting him throw in that first half, in letting w- him go. And winning five games. That's what I want to see from this year's team. If that means they're not in it, so be it. Because I don't think they're good. As, as the rosters look right now across the AFC, Steelers are 10th best team in, in the AFC, not the NFL. Right. And And I don't care – about T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward and that all you're wasting, I, I don't care. This organization needs to set a foundation. They can't go – if you keep hunting and keep putting, you know, holes in the dam, the dam's going to burst. Yeah. And you're not going to fix it. They're just putting – don't put holes in the dam. Build a new dam. And if that means you could build it quickly and, and it turns into winning, Great. But at least you'll you'll have some answers so you know where to go forward. If they have another year this year where they kind of dink and dunk with Kenny and they really don't know if he's – I mean, that to me would be a disaster even if they won 11 games. Yeah, I, I do wonder what they think that their – not window is, but are, are they in the mode of like, okay, like let's go for it now. Like kind of like the Rams a couple of years ago, like selling everything, selling out to win a championship. And that worked for the Rams. 
or do they think that they're playing for the future? Uh, you know, it's a very, very tough in 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 kind of um, you know a difficult situation for the Steelers right now because are you investing into the future and being like, okay, like our window's in two years, or do, it's like well, we need to win now and. Unfortunately, the Ravens have become the standard in the division, not the Steelers. They took it over from them, and they make bold moves. I mean, moving on from Joe Flacco for Lamar Jackson, who many just saw as a runner, That I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, this guy won a Super Bowl for you, kicked him out the door because you got this other guy who, I don't know, is he a gimmick guy? Right, like, change your really whole entire offense. And then this year, even though they were had success, they said, you know what, this coordinator can't get us – to the level we need to we need a new plan and they and they rolled the dice and it's paid off for them I mean we'll see if it ultimately pays off on Sunday but that's what I want to see from the Steelers like those type of things like make those bold moves this year is about is nothing else it's not about division playoffs it's about finding out if you have a quarterback so in 2025 you know if you need to get a quarterback or what your situation is. Yeah, and they need to find out who that play call, who the play caller is going to be. Uh, you know, heading into that season to figure out if they can get something out of Kenny Pickett. And, and there's a lot of things unraveling right now uh, outside of the Steelers organization in the NFL that could affect the Steelers. We'll talk about that next, but uh, first, a Becky headline. Penguins are back in action tonight after being off since Monday. The 5-2 loss on the road at Arizona with the Crosby and Latang own goal on the delayed penalty. For the Pens, it's against the Florida Panthers tonight and then tomorrow. Still trying to break off a two-game losing streak. The Montreal Canadiens are in town. It's the first of a three-game homestand for the Penguins. That will end Tuesday, February 6th against the Winnipeg Jets. Headlines, Proper Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Thorne Dickerson here, Jeff Hathorn, Austin Bechtold on this wonderful Friday. It's a little bit warm outside, so... Um, I mean, but it's still it's rainy and gloomy today. But I'll take it being fifty some degrees any day. Really, I don't care if it's rainy or not. Like in January, I'll take this weather. So, coach's show yesterday with Capel, and we had Guillermo on, and so I told Guillermo, I was like, "Listen, I we hear about this Canary Islands, how beautiful it is, but the temperature difference right now between Pittsburgh and the Canary Islands is eight degrees. So don't tell me about how you know. I was just giving him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, and he, I mean, he's the best. And he just paused and said, yes, but I bet the sun was out where I live. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. He's like, you guys see the sun twice a year. <laughs> Seriously. I was like, what? He's right. Damn. He's right. It never was like this. I don't feel like it was like I mean, he like said this. it with a smile. He's not yeah, like yeah. ripping our, our area. I don't want right. people to think that. It was, right. But it was hysterical. But the, I bet the sun is out more. <laughs> the sun does mess with your mind, though. I mean, I, I growing up, I don't feel I, – I, I did wonder, like, a couple of years ago, I was like, when did we turn into Seattle? Like, it, like <sighs> every day is, like, gloomy, and it reminds me of uh, Seattle when it's rainy. I feel like growing up, it was always sunny, even if it was – even in the winter was sunny. But now it's not. Very interesting. Raheem Morris, he has accepted the head coaching position for the Atlanta Falcons. We heard – obviously, Atlanta Falcons, they did their due diligence. They um, interviewed Jim Harbaugh. They interviewed Bill Belichick twice. And mm. it felt like Bill Belichick was going to be the guy for that spot. But 
Raheem Morris, uh, his second time around, been in the league a long time. Honestly, I remember whenever he was in the league when Rouse was playing, he looks exactly the same. He hasn't aged one day. It's crazy. Um, but he is going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And the connection that people are making uh, of him putting his staff together, Jeff, is Zach Robinson will probably most likely be his offensive coordinator. The Steelers requested to interview Zach Robinson, pass Do it game, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pass game coordinator of the of the Rams, and um, it seems like you know Raheem Morris. I guess they have a connection somewhere. I didn't really look into it, but that's what I've, I've heard that Zach Robinson would be his guy. So we'll see how that unravels. But there's a lot of things unraveling that could affect the Steelers. So let's just kind of uh, you know lightly cross Zach Robinson off the list. Then you also have. Dave Canales, who's the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he accepted the head coaching job with the Carolina Panthers. Now, that offensive coordinator spot opens up. Now, what's a better situation? Because you're going to have to start playing these games, right? You're going to have to start playing these games. Kellen Moore, I think yesterday he got released from um, the Chargers, and he's going to interview with the Eagles. The Eagles are very aggressive. We're going to talk about them a little bit later. But now you have to start playing that game like – all right, who's going to want to go here? What situation's better than the Steelers? I feel like a situation like Tampa, um, you probably could pick your quarterback, probably going to be Baker Mayfield if they have enough money. Baker Mayfield did a fantastic job. Uh, Mike Evans, he's going to be back next year. I think Godwin's going to be back next year. You just went to the second round of the playoffs. Um, that that seems like a, a better opportunity as to be an offensive coordinator than the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now the Steelers are getting pushed down the list for probably the candidates uh, that are out there. It seemed like Carolina hired a, a quarterback coach to be head coach. Yes. Because he'd work with Geno, he worked with Baker, and both Geno and Baker I had turnaround seasons under him. And I, I get that. I don't know, if though, if Tampa, I mean, weather-wise, as we were just right, alluding right, to, is right. a better gig. Is it a better job? I mean, you're, to see how close they got this year? I mean, Mike Evans is a great receiver. He's at the end of the career. Pickens is at the beginning. You know, but I think the attraction might be that, okay, well, but we can bring in who do you want at quarterback? Right. And if it is Baker, they just look how far they got this year. We talked about the gap and where the Steelers are from the teams that are playing this weekend. We're how far are the Steelers away from Tampa Bay and the, the teams that played last weekend. You know that you got, got there this year, and there's probably a lot of hype in that building right now to say, like, okay, like we can get back. Like we have, we have the foundation to get back. Now we just need to bring in the right OC. And if you're, I, I just feel like if I look at the Steelers situation, to me that they're a lot farther away of getting to the playoffs right. than the, the than the Bucks. But how far could Baker get you? Like, can he get you past I, a, a wild card win? I know, I know one thing. What he can do, if I was an offensive coordinator, he can get me a head coach job. He just did. <laughs> he can get me my he I, he can get me to be in the next head coach somewhere in the next cycle next year. I mean, the Browns decided that, yeah, Baker's nice, but he can't get us to where we ultimately want to go. So they they did what they did. Mm-hmm. They sold their soul for Deshaun Watson. I don't know if Baker, though, is – like, that's why I look at the Tampa job. I'm thinking, okay, could they get Cousins down? I don't know what their salary cap situation is. Um, but could they get Cousins? Like, I, I don't know You're if Tampa You're not high is, on Baker, huh? You don't think he did a good job this year? I'd never been high on Baker. I never have, but he proved me wrong this year again. I, like, just I, like give him, I give him all the credit in the world, what he did, especially after what happened and how he bounced around a little bit, and good on him. 
but I don't know if I'm building a team around Baker Mayfield. He's kind of like Mason Rudolph. Or Geno Smith. Or Geno Smith. Like Flash in the pan. They can be good for a couple of years, potentially, but can they get you all the way home? They might get you, you know, in the driveway. I don't know if they can get you in the garage. <clears throat> Man, I, I mean, if I can get into the driveway, that's just – that's a lot better than and, and I don't know why the hell I just became Colin Coward making right, like every, right, every analogy right. in the book. Well right. think about it this way. Let's say you do have Geno Smith. Let's say you put Geno Smith in the AFC on the Steelers. Do you like your chances, Geno Smith against Joe Burrow in your own division? No. Lamar Jackson. No. In your own division. No. Josh Allen. No. Patrick Mahomes. No. Trevor Lawrence. No. There's Maybe. your answer. There's your answer. And right. if you think Geno Smith and Mason Rudolph are right. similar players and that's the type of output that the Steelers could get, why go with it instead of finding a better option? And you didn't mention Tua. You didn't mention Herbert. Right. And Herbert with a good coach now oh. in Harbaugh. Oh, and maybe the best situation and the team to watch out for for the next five years is the one down in Houston. Yep. C.J. Stroud. AFC quarterbacks are loaded, and the Steelers don't have one. And they have, I think, the second most cap room of any team. See, this is back to, like this is why like if you're the Steelers, like – you have to be honest with yourself. If you're trying to build for the future or you're trying to play for right now, if you're trying to play for right now and you know that the AFC's loaded with quarterbacks, like you have to go get one of those. You have to get a quarterback. You do. A, a, like, like you know this is going to come in here and is going to play at a high level. But it's not going to be this year. Like You don't have the pick. You don't have the ability to get Drake May. You don't have the ability to get Caleb Williams. I mean, that's just that's just out of the reach of possibility. Is it? And Ron, what are you going to trade those DJ? Two. Yeah, I mean that's what Ron Cook said. I, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't, obviously, but <sighs> I think Drake May is really good. To me, everything's on. The but table. then again, it would always be Drake May never took that next step in college. Does that concern you? And same with Caleb. Do they have any thoughts on a Michael Penix or Bo Nix dropping into the teens? Would they even try to trade up? I think I think that that's a possibility. I, I just think, think they're too committed to Kenny Pickett. They are, but I think they need to have an insurance plan. And they I know that. I don't think they go first-round quarterback. Not yeah. for an insurance plan. Yeah. Insurance plan future. Like, insur- if the insurance plan has to be uh, put in place, then that's your future. And you're still getting a first-round quality quarterback. So you're talking about somebody that would sit for a couple of years in a Jordan Love type of situation, but he was sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, but then you're in you're in a win-win situation because if they had to sit for a couple of years, then Kenny Pickett would pan out, and you're just like, okay, we'll eat that pick because we got our quarterback. Regardless, you're going to try to find your quarterback, with, but you're doing it with two guys. At least for me, when you're drafting a guy in the first round and sitting him for a couple of years with the intent of him learning and waiting. He would compete day one. It's with the factor of your quarterback is good enough, like what – Garoppolo and Tom Brady was in New England before Tom Brady decided to play till 45 or like Jordan Love with the Packers sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. You want a guy to try to develop. Actually, hold on. I like this. I love this conversation. Let's bring this back because we got to take a quick break. Let's bring this back. This is this is very, very fascinating. The fan show Twitter poll is brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick Home Improvement. Trust PJ.com right now. Becky headline. Pitt basketball hits the road to play Miami. Panthers have won two games in a row, three games in a row on the road in ACC play. Panthers, after being only one and five, now three and five in ACC play. Two fifteen, the tip-off time in Miami tomorrow. Our coverage on the fan begins at one forty-five. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to ninety-three-seven thefan.com and now 
Here's Doran. Whoever wins the big game in February gets a guaranteed ring. You know who else has a guaranteed ring? Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. If your fiance doesn't love her engagement ring from Noah Gabriel, exchange the ring for one she loves up until a whole year after purchase. I guarantee you'll have a great experience at Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. For that perfect engagement ring, visit Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers in Wexford or Ross Park Mall or visit them online, noahgabrielco.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Doran Dickerson. Jeff Hathorne, Austin Bechtold. I felt like the last conversation we were having, and we kind of just rolled into that, uh, starting with Raheem Morris and uh, the offensive coordinator situation, and then you know seeing where the Steelers are at and seeing what they have going on around them. We were just getting in the the middle of that uh, that conversation, and Jeff, you you were gonna say something. You're like, all right, let me just hold that for uh, the segment that we do. And you now, to me, the Steelers, if they were to pick with the 20th pick or move up, I think there is a possibility that they could take a quarterback for insurance policy, not insurance policy, um, you know, for just being on the roster, but to come in, compete with Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett pans out, then so be it. Then that's great. You you win that situation. If he does pan out, if Kenny Pickett doesn't pan out and you know, your rookie quarterback that you draft in the first round, if he beats Kenny Pickett out, then you have your answer with Kenny Pickett. And you also have your answer for the future. That's why I don't put it out of the possibility for the Steelers to draft a quarterback. So if they draft a quarterback, if you didn't want to change your depth chart because Kenny was still your number one guy, you bring in a first-round pick, you are not giving Kenny Pickett a chance to win this job and to be your quarterback. Didn't he, but didn't he say that there's going to be a competition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he said that. He says that. He said that, but there isn't. He also said Kenny's going to be the starter at the beginning of the year. How can there be a competition where Kenny's already the starter? For next year, you have already said that we want to give Kenny. They they love his mindset. Tomlin believes in him. Thinks this could be the year. If that's the case, why are you putting the pressure of having a first round pick standing right behind him? I mean, this isn't doing it to Joe Montana or to Aaron Rodgers. And even when those guys had that happen, people were kind of like, "Ah, oh, 
wonder what this kid is behind you. You know, and they had to deal with that. Yeah, but they are not going to have Kenny Pickett deal with a first round pick behind them. No, Bechtold. Well, if they did, then they're fully saying that they're out on him, and that they don't think Kenny Pickett can be right. the NFL quality quarterback to be a starter. So I'm not even bringing in a, a like a big time veteran backup. Like either this thing succeeds with Kenny Pickett, or they go down the damn toilet. And I'm fine with them being a four win team if that's what they end up being, because at least you know you got. You need a quarterback, and you'll be drafting high enough where you might be able to get one. Aren't they? But have the Steelers ever been in a situation and the mindset where they aren't always we're going for it this year? I just don't see them, you know, living and dying by the sword of Kenny Pickett uh, and saying so be it if we do only win five games. But we'll but we'll learn from. Well, Kenny you don't Pickett. say that, right? You don't say that. I mean, every every team's trying to win every year. Carolina is going to be have Super Bowl aspirations with their new coach this year. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They're going to look to establish a quarterback to be a part of their success in the future. That's what the Steelers need to do. They don't need to worry about, oh, wasting T.J. Watt, or, oh, we're wasting Minka, or, or poor Cam. And, yeah, all those – I feel those guys are great players. You'd hope they would win a Super Bowl. But if that's where your mindset is, let's just do enough to – you know, we can get in the playoffs and then maybe these – that hasn't worked. We've seen that over the last seven years where they get into the playoffs, but they're just not quite good enough. They need to establish that foundation again. One thing for the Steelers that is just so evident with Mike Tomlin and not winning a playoff game since 2016, and Art Rooney has shown it, they're patient. And they're going to be patient with Kenny Pickett. And it would be surprising to see them go in a different direction, even though we all want them to. We see it. I don't know if the Steelers see what we see from Kenny Pickett. Maybe there's something internally where they think that the tide is going to turn with a different offensive coordinator. And they're not going to do anything to try to screw that up. They're going to let the patience ride out in what is an overly aggressive league. And listen, Austin, it might. Who knows? It might work out. You bring in the right coordinator and things click and Pickens is happy, and, and Kenny's getting him the ball on time, and they're more open, and he is allowed to throw the ball downfield, maybe it does become Pitt. And then, great. great, great. That's I what mean, you want. You, you got your quarterback. But what what can happen is, well, we maybe have our – no, there can't be any maybe. You got you to gotta go full in and know now. And that requires a lot of risk. I, I just think that you could have that mindset, but you have to have a plan B. Like, I just – because I don't see the Steelers bottoming out and, you know, just trying to live and die by Kenny. Like, they, they want him to be the quarterback. He's going to be the starter. But it is okay to have a plan B just in case it doesn't work out while you're in the moment of trying to figure it out. So how big is your, is your plan B? That's why I said, you know, I wouldn't put it out of the possibility that they draft a young quarterback to compete with him, to push him. I know that you guys are against that, but, you know, I mean, I, I just – I think that to get the most out of Kenny, they probably do want somebody to push him to get, you know, the most. And if you do push him and he doesn't pan out and the person behind him does pan out, then you're still in a decent position because you can try to win now with that person that's behind him. Wouldn't getting the most out of Kenny – allowing him to have another receiver or a first-round receiver or first-round tackle or first-round interior lineman that can improve in his odds on winning. Isn't that better than, than drafting a quarterback when you could have had something that can help your offense now and, and into the future? No, I, no I, see where you guys are, I see where you're coming from, Jeff. I just, you know, I, I just whenever I think about the situation of the AFC and you need a quarterback and watching these games on Sunday, like you need in, in – 
you know, you, did you think that the the, the Detroit Lions were going to be where they're at this year? But you know what? They have a, a solid quarterback, and they figured it out elsewhere. I get what you're saying with surrounding him with better talent, but I think that the Steelers have to have a, a you know a, a moment to themselves to think that we are maybe a quarterback away of making some significant noise, and we are going to ride with Kenny Pickett. But if that doesn't transpire throughout the season, we don't want to go through what we did last year. Like I, I want to, I want to be for sure next year if Kenny Pickett doesn't pan out in the process of being the starter. And it's, I think it's okay to have a plan B. And if I'm going to have a plan B, it's going to be a future plan B with, that could possibly play now. And that's why but the pressure you're putting on Kenny then. Yeah, well, well, he put it on himself. All right. And the final three games might have made a big difference in this. At 7-7, seven and seven, let's say they lose the final three games of the year. Mason Rudolph doesn't save the season, and they get a top 10 pick or so, 10th, 11th. That might change the entire perception, maybe of the organization, if they think that there's an easier chance to get a generational talent. As we, as we talk about this, um, you know, we're going to talk about next, too, is the grades for Mike Tomlin, Andy White, Ono Khan, because, you know, there's obviously the draft and the free agency and, you know, some, uh, you know, players that they signed, obviously, that got hurt this year. Then Mike Tomlin throughout the season, we'll kind of decipher that and go through that and give grades on the executives and the head coach of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because I saw Mark Abali, he did his grades yesterday. That sparked a, a little uh, different angle to that. So we're going to do Tomlin, Weidel, and Khan coming up next. But first, a Bechtold headline. Conference championships in the NFL. The AFC championship game is first on Sunday. Ravens favored against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kickoff at 3 o'clock. Detroit at San Francisco. San Francisco favored by 7.5. That kickoff at 6.30. You can hear both of those games right here on 93.7 The Fan with Westwood One's coverage and also on your free Odyssey app. Penguins host the Florida Panthers tonight. Tristan Jari expected in net. 7 o'clock puck drop at PPG. Headlines of Proud Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 93.7thefan.com. Doran Dickerson here. Austin Bechtold behind the glass. Jeff Hathorn here as well. Jeff, you, you you asked me about uh, Starlake and, and if I could go to a concert uh, that I had tickets to for a concert I would see. I've only been to like one concert in my life, and it was when I was younger. I've never really been a concert person. You lived out there. Yeah, I lived out there, right? That that too. That's where I went. Um, I, I've never been a I've never been a concert person, but I think I'm going to go with Donnie to see Creed this summer. I think that's going to be like my first adult concert that I'm I'm going to go to. I heard low key that's like good show. Yes, I loved Creed growing up. And uh, I'm anxious. I, you know, you're I, not afraid to admit that. I'm not. No, no, not at all. No, no, not at all. They became like the whipping. I, I'm a, band. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they, 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 they did. I, I'm more afraid to, to admit that I'm. I've only been to like one concert, and I barely even remember. I think it was like Usher when I was younger. That's the only concert I've like ever been to. Crazy. I've only been to a couple. I can't say. I feel like I would get anxiety around too many people like that. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna find out though. I'm I, I'm excited. All right, the 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge. Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Grades for Mike Tomlin, Andy Weidel, and Omar Khan. We were just talking about what they could possibly do in the draft with the 20th pick. Could they trade up? Could they possibly trade back and get more picks? Um, What they did last year in the draft, I thought the rookie class was pretty damn good um, for, for how they transitioned into the season. Free agency was okay. 
Um, a lot of guys got hurt, but let's start with Andy Weidel, and we'll go around the room. Bechtel, you can get in on this as well. Andy Weidel, what grade do you give him for this football season? I, I thought he I, – I like the mentality he brought. I like that Sam Alu he brought. Uh, I, I think – I don't know. Do you consider Weidel as part of scouting? Yes. Like more the scouting guy than Omar? More the personnel, yeah. I thought it was a hell of a draft. I would say A-. minus. Yeah. Yeah, I consider his job kind of in conjunction with Omar Khan as well. I give him a B, about a B plus. Overall, solid. Welcome to the Steelers. I'm okay. Very happy with what he's done. Yeah, I give him A minus as well. I I think he did a very good job coming in. Now he was with the Steelers organization before, so it was a familiar hire for them. Um, but I think he definitely wanted to bring a type of uh mentality, like you said, Jeff, to the table for the Pittsburgh Steelers and bringing in those guys, having the draft that they did. Um, and so most of those guys really panning out. Now, Corey Trice getting hurt, I think he would have been a part of that mix as well this year, you know, playing uh, as a defensive back. But, you know, Darnell Washington played a lot of snaps. Uh, Keanu Benton was fantastic. Joey Porter Jr. was fantastic. Herbig was fantastic. You know, they, they – and obviously, Broderick Jones ended up starting. And, yeah, that's pretty good. And I think even Spencer Anderson, the seventh-round yes. pick, you know, he, he was on the roster. He was a, kind of a floater interior guy. Another year, a little bit more weight. I think he's got some talent. Like he might be able to develop into one of those Matt Filer types. Because uh, seventh round and free agent are not that far off, where he might potentially could be a guard in the future. Omar Khan, obviously, Omar Khan is you know the GM title, but you know he's more of the negotiations, the contracts, the uh, administration part. So uh, with the contracts and you know putting stuff together, making sure that the roster construction was right, Omar Khan's great. Uh, I love the aggressiveness and that he kind of put his own spin on it, that he didn't just do everything that had been done in the past. Um, I would say B plus. I give him an A. I mean, if Cole Holcomb didn't get hurt right. and Vaughn Alexander didn't get hurt, I, I think it's a lot more glaring that this would be an A just because the middle linebacking position was, was so important coming into this I, year. I'll, I'll see your A there, but Ogan Joby, I think was a bad contract. Fair. Um, I'll always give him the benefit of the doubt for the Claypool trade to get Joey Porter Jr. for that this year. That, too. That, too. That was... was that this year? I guess I didn't factor that into, like, this yeah. year. Well, yeah, yeah, the trade that what took place during the season that's last the year, that but they the got. pick that took in effect And this that's year. who they got for the pick. So I, w- I, w- I would add that to this year. Wait, so you're giving them two years for that damn trade? Well, I mean, that's the pick they got, and they got, and that's who, and look who they got. And the how, player how that the made the impact. Right, the impact, right? So, that, yeah, I, I'd give them... I give him Joey Porter Jr. and how they got Joey Porter Jr. and them. Oh, waiting. I give it to him, but that's a year before. That is true, but uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, uh, well, so yeah. next year, next year when he's an All Pro, oh, we, uh, because they made that trade back two years ago. Well, uh, uh, defensive rookie of the year. I'm paying paying Highsmith. Um, that that's another one of them. I, I think that Highsmith is, uh, you know, I, I think he's a very solid uh, number two. Outside of T.J. Watt, I think that those I think they needed to pay him, and I think that that is going to pan out next year. So I give Omar Khan, I give him a B plus. I give him a B plus. All right, Mike Tomlin, um, knowing how the season has you know went this year, losing the two games at home uh, to two two win teams, finding their way into the playoffs, not making the decision of uh, going with Mason Rudolph. I mean, that's kind of hindsight. Like, I mean, you're you're going to go with Mitch Trubisky because you're paying him a lot of money, but. Didn't go with Mason Rudolph off the bat when Kenny Pickett got hurt the first time. Um, Mike Tomlin, what grade do you give him? Tell you what, he failed some tests along the way. 
you know, in- including the one at the syllabus and keeping Matt Canada. That was a huge mistake. Um, the way he didn't allow Kenny to throw deep or, or take chances or really learn more about him, the two losses to the Patriots and, Char- and Cardinals back-to-back, those are some, some bad test scores. But he kept the team together, and there's something to be said for that. I say B-minus. I say C plus for Tomlin just because of a lot of the things that you mentioned, Jeff. The whole problem with the offensive coordinator, they didn't know that the best quarterback on their roster was the third quarterback on the roster. Not being able to keep George Pickens in line as well. I mean, is this something that's going to continue to be a factor and be a problem going forward? Is it the wide receiver position? I don't know. A couple of different issues, but again, they made the playoffs 17 years, no losing season, C plus. Yeah, I give them a C. I give him a C. I, I think that, it, you know, you had to get help to get into the playoffs. You're basically the same team you were uh, the previous year, in my opinion. I don't think that we learned anything. We might have learned less uh, this year than we, uh, you know, thought that we were going to learn because we don't know what the quarterback position is going to be. Um, but you lose two games at home to two two-win teams, and you needed help to get in the playoffs. If you just take care of those two teams at home, get your guys ready uh, to play those teams, then you don't have to worry about, you know, having to get help from you know who I forget who had they needed. Well, it was a Buffalo or Miami or somebody. They needed help from a team to get in, and they didn't get better from. Well, they needed Jacksonville to lose. Jacksonville, that's what it was. They they needed, um, you know, they didn't get better from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three. So that's why I give them a C right in the middle. Coming up next, uh, we'll give our Player of the Year's uh, awards here on the Fan Morning Show. We'll give our Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year. Comeback Player of the Year and MVP here on the Fan Morning Show. But first, Fan Weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, Silverado, SunChevy.com. Today, high of 58 degrees with cloudy skies throughout the day. High of 49 tomorrow with a low of 40. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.